I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi everyone, it's GigPod episode 190. Thanks a lot for tuning in to today's show where we'll be discussing Celtic 3, Kilmarnock 1. A result of that, at the time, took us seven points clear of our nearest rivals, St Mirren. And it stays that way after their defeat to fellow strugglers Rangers yesterday. So with me, Stevie, who discussed the game, Liam Scales, Rio Hitati, and very exaggerated Glasgow weather is Rizzo. And we're not in the pub, are we, John? Hi everyone, hi Stevie. No, unfortunately not. We are back on the old uh, Zencaster. If only we were in the pub, and in fact you'll be there soon with that that great podcast uh, series. Don't worry about me, or whatever it's called. So uh, there's something for everybody to look forward to. But no, it's good to be back. And yes, we were both at the game on Saturday. Lucky us, and we had to go through a, a typhoon and a monsoon to get there, of course. On my way to the game as well, um, I just walked it from Burnside through Dumbarnock to Celtic Park, and I was like three big massive floods uh, huge puddles at the Tesco there which I had to cut through the Tesco had to cut through the subway and the McDonald's to avoid getting soaked. Amazingly enough John I didn't actually buy anything from those great fast food outlets but I did of course uh, resign myself to a couple of disgusting overpriced pies at Celtic Park. Yet again doing my bit for the club John and making sure that they are financially stable. Yes and, and what a wonderful club they are yes but <laughs> Yes, two pies. I thought you were talking about us there at the game on Saturday. Boom, boom. No, but yes, I as we both we both met each other after before the game. But you done your your sensational Brendan impression with a Brendan style wave as you're walking up to meet me. <laughs> Do I describe that in the listeners? Yes, you you put your hand you you put your hand in a, a wave gesture, but instead of doing a wave at the end of your hand, you do a, a you do a. a a thumbs up, so it's like a half wave, half thumbs up. <laughs> it's 
has to be seen to be believed. Brendan always does it. Brendan, the hypnotist, more of that later, always does it. And you done, <laughs> you, uh, you done it on, <laughs> you done it on, on Saturday as you were walking up to me. Is it the Billy McNeil statue? And unbelievably enough, we both had on weather shoes. You had big boots on. I had on my, my drilling holes shoes because this weather was going to be apparently the worst weather ever. Every train. Practically been cancelled. My cousin was meant to go up to Inverness to see that terrible team part of that. So they cancelled all the trains the night before. The train that I could have got in the town was cancelled. Practically every train was cancelled. So I got the humble bus, and it got and it took no time to get there. So the biblical rainbow we're going to get turned out to be a, a bit of a myth. And okay, the weather was bad, but I was I was looking at like Celtic forums before the games and people or the game has to get called off. It'll be too dangerous. But it was just a, a normal day really, and in fact. We were thinking, we were talking after, like we were talking on text in the last couple of days, and me and you I went to a Celtic Commander game this year, where the weather was a lot worse, the League Cup semi final, where I came up and sat with you in the second half because I was getting actually absolutely soaked in the first half, down near the front. The, that the weather that night was far far worse than the weather on Saturday, so it was a uh, it was hype. I blame social media and that website. You did your usual Rizzo Selects lineup, John. Um, that is a new feature that we're doing before every league game where I asked John the night before very frantically what's the lineup going to be so I can post it on social media via that great app, Typorama. And then I'll post it usually in the morning of the game. And, John, there was a notable absence and it turned out to uh, be a bit of a nightmare for you because he was the man in the match. Real Patati was incredible, but you did think that Paolo Bernardo should have started in his place. And boy, you got that one wrong. Well, Rio Hattie hasn't played that well since he came back for injury. But we're all desperate for him to get back in the team. And I don't really think he played that well the other night against Lazio. I don't think he's played that well in the league game since he came back. So I thought, well, we might give Bernardo a game. I also thought his CCV wouldn't start. But obviously he did start and was excellent as ever. But no, I mean, Rio Hattati, I know you love him, of course, the smile, as you call him, but he was excellent on Saturday. He's by far his best performance of the season. He, well, actually, he played well at Aberdeen as well. We only played 45 minutes in that game after uh, Brendan started uh, David Turnbull, and after that turned out to be predictably catastrophic. He brought Hattati on, and I thought he was brilliant in the second half, and then I think he got injured in that second half and didn't play again until... Couple weeks ago, but no, I mean it's good to have him back. Good to have CCV back. We've got these difficult games coming up, and uh, as soon as we come back for the international break, I seen that uh, Dyson has pulled out of the Japan squad with injury as well. So I don't know how bad injury that is, but no, I thought uh, Rio Hatate was excellent on Saturday. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen this, John, but um, Hatate had a heart-to-heart talk with the boss, the hypnotizer, Brendan Rogers over his form, and he was heavily backed by him, of course, with the five-year contract it got. But Hattati was saying that at the beginning of the season, he had his injury, and after he came back, he felt like he was doing the bare minimum. Rather than that, he said he has to do the maximum, like against Kilmarnock, and from now on, he hopes to contribute more to the team. Um, and I joined, I mean, right away, it was so obvious that he was in the mood. I think when real Hattati is in that form, he's untouchable. You get a lot of people saying, not just us, you get a lot of other Celtic sort of fan media raving about Hattati saying that he has a most important midfielder. I would certainly say he's a most creative midfielder and I just feel that when Hattati's in the team and when he's in the mood, he pretty much takes, like we've always said before, he takes like two players out of the game and he creates so much space for other midfielders. But his first goal was just outstanding on Saturday. The great wee bit of footwork to get by the boy Watson. 
and then he's finished as well, drilled right into the corner. And I just hope he does kick on for there. I'm just annoyed that we've got one of these poxy international breaks because if like we were playing this week and again at the weekend, I'd be loving to see Hitati kicking on for there. Of course, we'll be going to Tynecastle after the break and he's got good form there before. I think he's got an assist there and he scored a screamer, as we remember. I don't think we're being overly critical by you know, saying that this is his first proper performance of the season. I think he's kick-started his campaign because he was, as he said, just doing the bare minimum to get by, but that was just a great man in a match performance on Saturday. Every touch was different class. He was taking command of players out of the game just with his movement. And John, when he is in that form, is an absolute joy to watch, and it's why we knew rave about him, and we have raved about him so much up until maybe the start of this season. But maybe the days of uh, raving about him and going over the top about him are back again. Are you satisfied now that when he scored, he done a he had a huge cheeser, even though you couldn't really see it because he's gum shield. Yes, yes, I was, I was. I actually saw photos of him smiling. And I thought to myself, this is a man who's on a new contract, getting better money and enjoying his football. And of course, he's been hypnotised by the boss. So yes, I'm very satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> Just do you want to go into the hypnotising part? Because like all the listeners at this point are probably going, what are these two idiots on about? So you, you better fill them in. Partly it's on an unnamed chat that some members are like pottering. Uh, the on this new AI Bing thing that people have been going bananas over on social media. Uh, some members of the chat, not me of course, made uh, cartoon things or whatever they were of uh, Brendan being a hypnotist. And then after the game, we saw him like talking to Hitati. He was whispering something to CCBZ, and they were both having a great laugh about it. So we've decided to uh, christen him briefly as the hypnotist. We'll think of something better once this uh... This all came because an unnamed individual in the chat linked to a Sky Sports article when he was Leicester manager in 2021 about how he gets an extra 15 or 20% more out of his players. And it's like he's hypnotising them. Yes, I remember that now. Apologies to the unnamed member of the chat. I remember it now, yes. It's weird that it hasn't been picked up on more. So maybe, uh, maybe Brendan will start calling himself the hypnotist. I mean, if we get... If I get a good results against Atletico Madrid for some miracle, then it'll be like, it was me. It was me all along, Austin. Good joke there for the Biz fans. <laughs> yes, and uh, on the hypnotist theme, what's he done with Liam Scales, John? I mean, this is a guy that myself and you, after that St. Johnston game, we saw him getting ripped apart by, I think, Stevie May. Uh, Joe Hart made a great save after it. He was slow and ponderous on the ball. Um, so many wayward passes and he was just awful and then ever since Ibrox he's just been different class for us it's got to the point now where I did say to you that it's inevitable that by the end of this year I reckon he'll get a new contract I think we'll give him a new three or four year deal pretty similar to what we did with Anthony Ralston when he had his couple of good months under Ange and then we rewarded him with a new long term deal when we did that again this summer but I honestly do feel Liam Scales is going to be getting a long term deal by the end of the year and to be honest with you John he's taking his chance I mean Brendan himself in that sports scene when I watched on Saturday was saying that Liam Scales is probably one of the biggest surprises of his career in fact it's quite an amusing interview and I'll let you take over in a wee second but it's good man management from Brendan of course but I mean a lot is just down to Liam Scales John he's not put a foot wrong and there's been High-profile games like Ibrox, we've had Livingston away, of course, Feyenoord, and even Lazio. John, there's just wee things he's doing. Like if Greg Taylor's out of position as well, Liam Scales is going over to cover him. Um, not many people are actually getting by him. He's solid in the air. He's not losing any of his jewels uh, when the ball's in the deck. And in general, I'm really happy for him. I don't think that 
any Celtic fan out there. There's maybe a couple. I think I saw a couple um, saying that they were waiting on Liam Scales actually taking his chance. I think it might have been the boy Ender from the Huddle Breakdown was always championing Liam Scales and fair play to him there for always believing. But I certainly didn't. Uh, neither did you, John. All our circle that support Celtic couldn't see this redemption, but he's just been fantastic. And it's at the point now where I would say Liam Scales and CCV are undoubtedly the centre-half pairing. Yeah, I, I genuinely can't believe it, really. I mean, as you say, it was very poor against St. Johnson. I mean, not, not the team, that was about a freak game, really, because, I mean, obviously we should have won it like three or four nothing. Although, as Aberdeen showed yesterday, playing St. Johnson at home isn't, he, isn't he a guaranteed three points. But no, it's, I mean, it's just genuinely unexpected. That, that I, I, I Obviously, everybody thought his career with Celtic was done. Aberdeen wanted to sign him on a, a permanent deal after he was good for them last season. And, I mean, we were all, I don't care what Emda says, we were all dreading that game at Ibrox. And one of the reasons was that CCV was out and it was going to be the Baron and Scales. And, like, they hadn't played very well against St. Johnston. And they put in a great performance. I mean, I think Scales has got a mistake in him. I mean, he's no the, the long-term solution. And I think when the Rockies backfit, whenever that'll be, I think he might get back in the team. But, as you say, for now, Scales and CCV seems to be... The way to go, and I mean, he's passed every test so far. The week when we come back after the national break will be a real test for him because we've got Hearts away, Atletico at home, and then Hibs away. And then we've got, I think, St. Mirren, St. Mirren at home. My God, the game's that midweek, so loads of big games coming up. It wouldn't surprise me if Brendan maybe rotated the squad a wee bit. He's, like, he likes to take his defenders off on like, the 60-minute mark. I mean, I think that's because CCV and Phelps haven't played that many games. I mean, I hope he does stop doing that, though. But, no, I mean, well done to Liam Scales. He's back in the Ireland squad now, and it's really came from nowhere, and it seems to be just like, uh, he's not letting it go to his head, he's just getting on with it, and, and good on him. But, yeah, I thought he'd done well on Saturday, and it was it was unlucky not to keep a clean sheet, but, no, I thought his performance was brilliant. And I think, I don't know if we talked about this in the notes, but I think we need to talk about Lewis Brian De Palma, because I thought he was uh, excellent on Saturday. I think we should talk about, about him briefly. Do you agree with that? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many yeah, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Yes, John, I'll let you have your say on Lewis Palmer. Two important goals in the last couple of games, certainly on Saturday. He put us in a stronger position in the first half against Kilmarnock and, of course, against Motherwell last weekend when he broke the deadlock against them at Fir Park. Great strike. He's reminded me more and more of Chris Commons, as I keep I said to Hamish about it um, during the week, and I've said to yourself that he might not be the quickest player, but whenever he's in just a half yard of space, he's got a great strike on him, and I think he's going to score more and more in this league. He's going to be causing all sorts of problems for defenders. He's got a cracking ball in on him, and he was... So I gained more confidence from his goal against Murrowell last week because he was taking more players on. He gave that commander right back a bit of a torrid time. But I thought Greg Taylor also played well on Saturday and assisted them. And it looks like maybe they two can be a wee bit more comfortable together. Here's one for you, though. Do you think it's going to be Lewis Palmer starting out in the left and Dyson out in the right for the future? Well, I would imagine so until Abada comes back anyway. And... I mean, I don't know if that's Dyson's best position. I thought he had a pretty quiet game on Saturday, although he did do brilliant. For the third goal, we uh, head flick on for Greg Taylor's striker's finish, which was uh, an odd one, but that was a great goal. No, but I thought Palmer played very well, and that goal was genuinely very good. Uh, Derek McInnes did make a fool of himself as ever after it by saying it was offside. Maybe, maybe one day he'll lose to Celtic and no whining complain, but, well, that'll probably never happen. Hopefully he's got many more defeats against Celtic to come, however he's managing. Uh, no, I thought it was a brilliant goal, the way he sort of just curled it into the bottom corner. Excellent finish. And what impressed me more was his pass in the second half. It was a, a beautiful pinpoint cross to Kyogo, who turned. And it was right on on like, on like his foot. He turned and he hit the bar. No, he hit the post and then he blazed the rebound over. And at the game, I think that got given as offside. But on the replay, you can see that Kyogo was onside. So the goal would have counted. And I think... He wouldn't have tried that if he hadn't scored the goals this week. So there's like, like two goals in two games should very unluckily really be three in three games. And okay, obviously he's going to still compare to Jota, who is was a phenomenal player and unfortunately is wasting his career at the moment. But no, I think this that is a for Palmer, it's annoying that the international breaks come at this time. I hope it isn't a, a scenario like last season when a, a certain player who I won't name was cooking around the World Cup break. Yes, let him cook. And uh, the, came at the, the World Cup break came a long time for him and he, he never recaptured that form, the chef. So hopefully that doesn't happen with Palmer. And I would expect him to be in the starting lineup for Tynecastle, definitely. And he deserves it. Um, before I come on to Kilmarnock's goal, you wanted to talk about Kyogo wanting to take the penalty, which was, of course, not given after a VAR check. And it probably was the right call there. Uh, but before that as well, you were saying, and I didn't notice this during the game, but you were saying that Kyogo was getting so frustrated at not scoring. And one of the things that really annoyed me, and I think Brendan was uh, infuriated at Kyogo being a bit selfish in certain positions on Saturday. Dyson, for like a commander corner, ran all the length of the pitch, and then instead of sliding through Kyogo, he like had shot. The Kilmarnock goalie made a decent save and from the rebound, um, I think it was James Forrest that sort of blazed it over the bar or I think the goalkeeper might have actually made a double save. I can't remember. But yeah, I, I just remember getting wound up with the fact that Dyson didn't slip in Kyogo. But when I said that to you, you were saying that that was going on all game? No, well, what happened was, it was I seen this last season as well and I think I may have mentioned it in the pod. But he gets, when he, see when he's in the middle of the park and he's on the last defender, he's always wanting the ball played for him either for midfield or for the back. And he's always making a run on the last defender. And when he doesn't get it, you can tell he gets pissed off. Understandably so. And by the way, after that, when it was a double save, there was another one where either Dyson could have passed to uh, 
Kyogo the other way around and uh, either Dyson or Kyogo slipped and the chance was gone. That was just after that double save. I thought it was interesting that he wanted to take that penalty and then Cal McGregor went up to him and said, no, it's going to be Hitati. So, I don't know, maybe he wants to take penalties again. That Maybe he was frustrated, but the thing is, he, he did score against Lazio. So, I mean, I, I don't know. It's probably just a striker always wants to score goals. I still think that we're not getting the best. We're not getting the best of him. The the way that he's play, the way that we've got him played. I mean, obviously, he still scored loads of goals, and we really kind of complain about the way the team are performing domestically. I mean, after that, Kamar looks and Johnson blip. We've went for strength, to strength for one every game, seven points clear. Kind of complain about that, but I, I still think that the way that Ange played get more out of Kyogo. But then we're scoring maybe we've scored the most goals in the league. I'm not sure how many goals we scored this time last year. We've actually got a better record this time than last season. I mean, last season we played eight games and won seven, lost one. We've won seven and drew one. So I think, like, we're doing well. But Kyogo's probably just annoyed because he didn't score a goal. And strikers are greedy and always want to score goals. So don't think it's anything to worry about. Just hope it gets through this international break. I think he's in the Japan squad again. Gets through that unscathed and... Is ready for Tinkass or he's got a good record? Yeah, and before I move on to the Kamarnock goal, where I will also make a confession, here's a stat for you, John. In every league game we've played against Kamarnock since he came back, a Japanese player for Celtic has either scored or assisted with a goal. Every single league game. How many games is that? Is that four? Four or five? Uh, there was three last season and then one there. So yes, four. It's not earth-shattering, but I can't remember any other. Uh, games against other teams where that stands out. So there you are, a very obscure stat for you. Yes, and if anybody's wondering, the we beat them 2 nothing in the league uh, in January. And it was an own goal and I think a, a Dyson assist for uh, the own goal. I think the Dyson assist or it was no, for... Rio Hitati. A Rio Hitati assist for, uh, I think, either the own goal or uh, Jota's goal. And a pretty boring 2-0-1. So... Not a boring stat, though. I think you'll agree, listeners. Thank you, John. And yes, uh, before we talk about a couple other things towards the end of the show, I was uh, raving and I was screaming like a lunatic when Kilmarnock made it 2-1. The boy David Watson charged through. Uh, we had decent finish under Joe Hart at the time at the game, screaming, I'm down off my seat. <laughs> Saying we were cheated and uh, losing the plot, believing that there were two... Well, I think Greg Taylor potentially was actually fouled uh, further up the park. But then for the long ball, I thought it was a nailed on one on AJ. Having watched it back on sports scene, I will admit that it was a straight 50-50 with him and the boy Vassell. And AJ was just out-muscled, really. And Kamala got a goal from that phase of play, fair and square. So I don't know how you felt about it at the time. I certainly think you uh, see my messages in the chat. And let's not read them out or anything. But it's fair to say that I overreacted a wee bit. Well, a wee bit, but at the game, well, at the game, I actually thought the penalty that didn't get was a penalty. And, but then replay showed that VAR got that right for once. I think the foul was more in Greg Taylor. And they didn't check that for some reason. Maybe they did. I, I think you're right about the AJ challenge with Vassell. I think that was 50 15. AJ should have done better. I mean, it was a sort of breakaway goal. I actually thought Kamarnock did actually play quite well. They didn't sit back. They tried to create chances. But then we really did miss some sitters. But uh, 
No, it was a good win. We were seven points clear and going into the international break. That's, that's all you can ask. Right, so you wanted to go over this last wee bit where we wanted to talk about Brendan and rate him out of 10 so far, the players that he has improved and the players that haven't maybe um, made a mark under him so far. So very quickly, I will say Brendan so far is a 7 out of 10. Obviously, getting out of the League Cup against Kilmarnock and the fact that we probably are out of Europe unless uh, there's a miracle in the next couple of games and the uh, double-headed against the best team in the group. Um, that aside, four big wins away from home and starting to play really good football like we saw on Saturday. And you know what, we're top of the league and we're unbeaten, so I'm going to say seven out of ten there. The players that he has improved, uh, two stand out, Liam Scales and Matt O'Reilly. The players that haven't kicked on under him, I'd probably say, oh, maybe, Greg Taylor. I don't know if that's been harsh because Taylor was actually kind of getting back to his best again on Saturday, but certainly, oh, but when I think it as well, I mean, he's not really had a run in the team either. Kyogo's undroppable. O is only getting like five or ten minutes here and there. One thing is noticeable that any time O's coming on, he's just giving away stupid fibbles or he's hanging about out wide and he's not anywhere near where the action is. So I remember when he came on against Kilmarnock under Ange and he had like half an hour or so to impress and he was genuinely unlucky that the way we were playing, we just weren't feeding him at all, but under Brendan, he's had multiple opportunities, you know, to be in the box and be around uh, the danger area to maybe make a nuisance of himself and cause a bit of hassle, and he's just not been bothered. I think it's more of every time he's given away daft fills, it's just really getting to me. So I'll go with that one. I don't want to be too harsh on it, though, because we are still early in the season, and we could rely on him, especially in that Christmas period, John, when the game's come thick and fast. So I don't want to rule him out quite yet, but so far... Uh, and after the first eight games of the season, that's what I'm going to go with. So give me yours. Well, broadly the same, except six out of ten for me. Points off, obviously, for losing to Kelly and probably getting knocked to a Europe after two games. And this St. Johnson result, as I said earlier, it was about a free result, but it still was about a stinker. That's really the only blemishes. Players he's improved, definitely Liam Scales. Definitely Matt O'Reilly. Maybe Dyson to an extent. Uh, but I don't know, he's, he's so inconsistent, no, so it's hard to tell. Players that haven't played well, I mean, oh, I agree with you. D- David Tumble, I think, has been poor, and thankfully Brendan's reliance on him has come to an end. Greg Taylor, I think, has got better the last few weeks. I mean, and he seems to be playing by that inverted role more than he used to. So it's 6 out of 10, but as you say, it can get better, and in a way, form especially has been brilliant, and long may that continue. And before we go, John, we have a very special gig pod shout-out, and best wishes to our pal Monty. Take it away, because you know him better than I do. Yes, my old pal uh, Andy Monty Montgomery, who is a big gig pod listener, and he will be listening to this, so hello Monty. He is going to hospital next week for a procedure. I won't say what procedure it is, but it is quite a big one, but he will... Uh, about a commission through well, so the good news is of loads and loads of gig pod podcasts to listen to. Well, he convalesces, and as I live quite near him, I will make him go for a walk with me once he's able to. And we uh, we can listen, we can listen to gig pod maybe when we're having a walk. No, that'd be too much. That'd be too much for my ego even to process. But no, Monty, I know that you're listening. You're one of our best listeners. We love you, brother, and best of wishes on your. Forthcoming procedure, which will no doubt be a roaring success, just like Gigpod and just like Celtic will be this season. Stevie, have you got anything to say about the bold Monty? All I'll simply say is, Monty, don't worry about that. Yes, we, we even have sent him a get-well card, would you believe? That's that's how much yeah, a valuable listener Monty is. And if MD else isn't well, sorry, you'll just, you're not getting a get-well card. Right, so this is the end of Gigpod this week. 
Thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to Stevie. Thanks to our listeners as usual. And you can catch us on all the usual podcast platforms. Don't forget to subscribe. I want as many subscribers as possible on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast plat- your podcast from. I'm not sure what the other sites are. I wrote, only really know Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I'm sure Stevie knows more, but we need more subscriptions. So keep driving those numbers up. And apparently they're up 10%, I've been told. I've been magically told that the subscriptions are going to them up. So more of that, please. You can catch Stevie on Instagram at GigPod. I don't think he's on, well, he might still be on threads, that that desert of a website at GigPod as well. And Stevie and the gang will be back with a new episode of Only Here for a Visit slash Don't Worry About Me over the next week. And we'll be back on GigPod probably with a hearts preview, I'd imagine, in a couple, uh, next week or something. So there will be podcasts, of course. And then, see, like, I've got games non-stop. So there's a lot of podcasts to look forward to. Right, thanks everybody for listening. We'll speak to you all soon. And hail, hail. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.